This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, hey, y'all. Hey, hey, y'all. This one is explicit. Hello, Jessica. Hello, Elsie. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? How are you doing here? Well, I'm doing pretty well because because I'm in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and it's always nice to come here and have nanny. Yeah, nanny I'll is bet. awesome. Nanny's Why awesome. Why don't we live with nanny have... again? <laughs> <sighs> I know, right? Well, it's a small house. It's you know. his mother, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Do you see your parents at all in Pittsburgh or they don't live there? No, they don't live here. They live in LA. All right. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it would be sort of the same kind of, although there's no competition here. My brother and his, and my other brother, and between them, they have eight kids. What? Yeah, so that would mean, of course, that my girls would add to that and make it an even 10, a deck. How do you say it? You don't say a decade. Uh, like you say Deco. a dozen. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. But that's a lot. A gaggle, let's just say, of children. <laughs> yeah, so that wouldn't be quite as, you know, focused as having two. Yeah, it's nice for them to have all the attention. Yeah. Not to say that that it wouldn't be nice to to hang. It's just that it will be different. You know, there's like a little bit more competition in terms of the kids. So it's always really nice to do that. And it's going to be really challenging for me to ask you these questions now because you are, this is like you're getting ready for a travel. Yes, it's just like the birthday where I am already done with PodFest yet. I'm about to go tomorrow. Exactly. So I'm assuming I had a great time, but I'll have to I, that's what I wanted to talk about because I kind of wanted to see like how you were feeling and all that stuff. But it's so weird because people who possibly could listen to this episode. I will have already well, been. Yeah. And might already be like new listeners that you introduced you podcast to or something. And then they're like, hey, I want to hear about PodFest. You know, like talk about what your experience was. And they're going to be going, we, we haven't even gone there yet. <laughs> right. Is that weird? But, we shouldn't be recording that far in advance, though, where... Well, it's not even that far in advance. I mean, even if we re- let's let's pretend we recorded on Friday, that would be in the middle of Podfest. Yeah, yeah, can't right. So we couldn't even do that. Couldn't even do that. I mean, it's fine. I'm feeling excited about it. It's not that big, like podcast movements, like a thousand people. This is like a couple hundred, mm-hmm. and I do like the intimacy of smaller groups because I feel like you get to know people so much yeah, better. I like that too. So, like when I was at podcast movement, like Shell Hamilton, for example. Like, I only got to see her, like, twice or three times in passing. Each time she rubbed my shoulders, which I thought was so nice. (laughs) Thank you, Shell, for that. But, like, I know she's sweet and touchy-feely kind of. But, like, that's the only experience I got with her. I did not get to talk to her in full at all. And, like, 
there's some people I'm so excited to talk to in full. Like, I mean, Katie and Chris, I always, we, I always end up talking to them because Katie and I have a lot in common and Chris and Scott get along really well. But like, uh, and Natalie too, act all. I just love spending time with her. I'm excited to spend more time with Ramona Rice and with Liz Covart and, um, uh, Heather Rampola, who has been longtime student and listener. And I'm finally going to get to meet her in person. And she's, um, going to take my headshots. Some headshots, Ooh, not my headshots. Because well, we're gonna get more. What are you wearing? What are you wearing? What I are you have wearing? No idea, Elsie. What? No, I just get out. No, no this is so bad because I'm leaving tomorrow. Um, I want to look smart, so I'm gonna probably it'll be my first mm-hmm. headshots with my glasses on. I think. Oh. Um, so I'm gonna have You've my got glasses cute on. glasses. And I keep seeing a vision of myself in lime green, but I don't own anything lime green, so I'm not sure why. Maybe I'll have to go shopping for something lime green. I don't know. But I don't have any energy. It's raining and crappy out here today. I do not want to go shopping. But for some reason, I keep envisioning myself in something green. So weird, isn't it? The way that works. But I'll find something and it'll be fun. Uh, I have a, And she also wants me to do, because, you know, my uniform every day is like funny t-shirt, cardigan, and leggings. She kind of wanted me to wear that. And I was like, no, I'm not wearing that. But I do have some funny t-shirts I wouldn't mind getting photographed in just because I do wear that all the time. Because that'll be like a free, um, how do you say it? Free advertising. Yeah. Like a shirt that says like shopping is not my cardio or shopping is my cardio and then like world's most okayest wife and like one that says baller or one that says OMG. Like just I wear those all the time. So it might be fun right, to right. wear those in my head in my headshots, I guess. That Currently wearing Jimi Hendrix at the moment. Um oh, so yeah, I do wear t shirts a lot. So it wouldn't be too off brand for me to wear a t shirt in my headshots. But yeah, I just want to look smart and not fat. Those are my two. <laughs> Do you think that you're going to achieve both? I thought the glasses would help with the smart part. As far as okay. the not fat, I think if she just record, I think if she just can zoom in on my one eyeball, I'll be good. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, on my one. If I, if I, if she can zoom in, you know, Denise Duffield Thomas has really good headshots. Like she's not even fluffy really, but like she does a lot of shots with her from the waist up. She's either like crouched over. She's got a leg kind of like covering the stomach area. Like I'm going to try and go for that kind of thing. Okay. So I look less full. And I think isn't that also it's the angle of the shot yeah, yeah, itself yeah. too, yes. right? Like there's like – I just want to sort but, of downplay yeah. my middle area, which if you're meeting me in person for the first time, you'll notice is larger than the rest of me. And it's not because I'm pregnant <laughs> anymore. It's because I have a lot of baby fat that I never lost. So that's my body and all my issues that go along with it. Yay. Okay. Yay. And it's But it's going to be – It's going to be good. Gonna I'm be excited. Good, and I'm excited. Like you're... I said, oh, Danny Pena will be there. Dave Jackson. I love yeah. spending time with them. I didn't even mention any of the dudes because I don't know why. I just wanted to – I'm excited to see the women too. But like there's a lot of – you know, Jared easily will be there. And um, who else? I just saw a bunch of people that are speaking and I was so there's excited a bun- to see Yeah, it on. seems like there's it, – it, it's looking really fun and exciting. I'm a little bit on the jealous side. You should be. It seems it's like it's far like cool... for you. And the, the flights aren't – It's that expensive and I wish it would have been, you know, I need to plan these things out. I think that if, if I would have had this in mind, right, the Florida podcast in mind, and we would have found out about what is it? Yeah, that's right. I didn't find out till Christmas. Yeah. But see, like my plan was to go to Vegas to go do, um, uh, the new media expo, right. To do NMX because at that time, that's the plan. That was the plan. Like that's what we've been doing for the past years. Right. Mm-hmm. And then NMX sort of just disappeared into the yeah. ether. 
And but 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 we didn't even properly know that yeah. NMX disappeared into the. It was sort of like what's happened. Like nobody even knew. Yeah. So it's sort of like if I would have known ahead of time, even then. Next year, you can come. Uh, it would have been great. It actually, I think it would have worked out. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, because Christy Hauser and, and Jess Rhodes, who are, who are actually sponsoring the party tomorrow night, helping me sponsor the party, the opening party. I'm excited to see them. I've only met Jessica Rhodes once, and it was here in Philadelphia. She was here in Philadelphia for something. And we met at the Philadelphia what do you podcast. You've only met her once. We met her. What she was? Did you did you not see her when we went to um, NMX? I I did, but that was kind of like the shell experience where I saw her and waved, and that was it. Oh, I didn't get to I didn't get to I like see. like this last year. I got to actually interact with her on a longer period of time, and it was awesome. So I'm looking forward to that again. Oh, okay. Um, okay and then cool. there's people I never, you know, there's tons of people I never met that I get to meet, and like, yeah, it'll be good. Well, good. Then now you can say, didn't we have a good time, everybody, that I just mentioned? Yay! We had such a good time. It was so great to see you guys. Can't wait to see you tomorrow. <laughs> and she's going to give you a full recap in next week's episode all yes. about, you know, Florida Podfest and everything. So we're going to give you a, a little uh, background into that. Yeah. So, um, so if I get there, this? because there's supposed to be a Nor'easter tomorrow, and I'm super scared that my flight's going to be delayed and I'll miss my own hosted party. Oh, no. Like a, a what's going to be there? Like a what? A nor'easter, which is basically just crappy wind and rain that's going to delay everything and make me miserable in the airport. Oh, yeah, much. but bummer. Boo-hoo. Scott was like, rain doesn't necessarily mean delays. And I was like, in my experience, it does. It just does. Aww. Last time I tried yeah, to go to does. Florida when it was raining, I couldn't take off because it was raining down there. And then I couldn't take off because it moved up here. So I spent the whole day on the plane waiting to take off. Because they had boarded us and then decided it was too unsafe. We couldn't get off. Oh, oh man. So it was like six hours. I'm not even joking. Six hours on the plane before we even left. No food. Yeah. Those terrible bathrooms. Oh. It was a nightmare. And so I'm not, I'm just, you can imagine I'd be gun shy about leaving in a rainstorm. But that's okay. Yeah. That's a bummer. That was June, though. This we'll take February. food this time. Yeah. Because that would keep me steady. Some kind of <sighs> munchies. Send me good travel juju, Elsie. You will have good travel. I always try to and send me too. I'll be traveling too. Oh yeah, right. I'll be traveling too. That's right. Oy. Um. So we'll both you be travel traveling. by foot, though. <laughs> Basically, actually, we'll we'll be traveling in a big white whale. Oh, good. Or, uh, yeah, perfect. Because or yes, because it's it's our van. So yeah. Hopefully, you know. So yeah, there's that. And then here's a little bit of trivia for this episode of She Podcasts, right? So this episode is going to air on February 29th, or yeah. it is February 29th right now, which means that who knows when there will be another February 29th She Podcast episode because that doesn't happen very often. Right. Hey, so that's, that's right. weird. That means that we'll probably be, you know, if we do have another Leap Year type podcast episode go live, we should definitely have some kind of party because it's like... That doesn't happen. <laughs> no, it like never happens. It never happens. So, so there's that. Are we ready to move to our jingle? Which how how awesome were those jingles that John put in last time? So good. So Perfect. good. So we're here. We go. This goes. This is our jingle for in podcasting news. The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. All right. So speaking of Dave Jackson in podcasting news, Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting is now part of Libsyn's team. Yay! Woo! His first day is today, actually. So exciting. February 29th. 
So it's really, really cool. So now uh, Dave will be part of the support team. And that's actually what he's been doing for, I think, 20 plus years. He's been in the technical educational space, not necessarily support, but he has been doing a lot of teaching education, as you can tell from, you know, his school of podcasting and all of the stuff that he puts out in the space. He's very good at that. So we are really, really excited to have him be part of the team. Yay. Um, and super happy yay, for Dave him. Jackson. Just happy for Woo-hoo. him. Good for you, Dave. That's awesome. I know. And then I was featured in an article for the publication Next Pittsburgh. And Next Pittsburgh is the must-read Pittsburgh guide about the people driving change in our city and the innovative and cool things happening here. So that was wow. really fun. You, you said that with such fun? panache. Such panache. (laughs) So (laughs) it's a really great website. They have awesome articles. And now I'm even more excited because it's all about uh, women in podcasting in Pittsburgh. So female podcasters and that kind of stuff. And it was really awesome to, to sort of like have this conversation in Pittsburgh or about Pittsburgh. Um, And it happened really, really fast. It's like one of those things where all of a sudden we got an email to she podcasts, you know, something about, me talking about like trying to reach me for some information about this article. And it came from Kim Lyons. She's a journalist here in Pittsburgh. And, and it was funny because I, I, re- I was like, yeah, and I'm here in Pittsburgh. And then like, she basically emailed me back and she was like, can you talk tonight? Wow. Like, what? Okay. So it was really fast. And, and I think that I spoke to her not last night, but the night before. And the article went live like this morning. So kudos to her for putting this thing together. I mean, it was a lot of information and it was really an intelligent take on, um, not only was there commentary on women in podcasting in the space, but also she really did bring it home Pittsburgh wise. Mm-hmm. So it's a really great read. And I'm, and thank you, Kim, for, for reaching out. And, and we, you know, I was mentioned with a bunch of other really cool she podcasters that are part of our Facebook group. So yay. Yay. All right, yo. All right. Let's so Jess, what do you think about Announcing the winner of our $50 gift certificate. Let's do it. do it. Now? Let's do it now. Let's do it now. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Who's going to do it? How are we going to do it? Should we just say it? Or... Yeah. Uh, yeah Elsie and I both yeah. landslide agreed. It was a landslide vote of the two of us. As soon as it came out, we were yes. like, this one has to win. Heather yes. Ash. Yes. Congratulations. For going the extra mile and putting up the video of Watts as she tweeted audio on Demanders Unite. So congratulations. You win the $50. You are the bomb. Thank you, everyone who participated because you all deserve $50. And if I had it, I would give it to all of you. So thank you. I know those. uh, You know what? I wish there was a way to feature that. Like to feature. Can we maybe? I mean, we could screenshot the tweets and put them in the show notes I'm, not to give you more shit to do but like we could yeah no, no i'm i'm cool with that that's what i was, I was thinking about that why don't and do then that? why not yeah i'm gonna see if i can do that or if i don't do that maybe do a what are those the, what are those called the store storify what is that a storify for the hashtag because oh that's the other thing that you guys can do actually on your own and you guys the, as you're listening to this i want you to pick up your phone and multitask as you do this Put in the hashtag audio on demanders unite <laughs> and then have a laugh. Yay. Because it is hilarious. You guys were amazing. And, um, but we will put the winning tweet out for you because she did get a little gif of Watts having, you know, her love moment 
with her now beau that she was in love with. So it's really amazing. And and yeah, that was really awesome. So congratulations, Heather Ash from Happiness Mama. Yay. You rock it out. Yes. Again, thank you for participating. Well everybody. done, really my lady. Well done. Absolutely. Well done. So um, the majority of this episode, not the majority of this episode, but it actually leads us into the conversation here because that episode, the Audio on Demanders Unite episode, and the one before that, which were, I think it was 83 and 84, both got a lot of chatter out there in the space. And it was really good. And we have like so much feedback. It's insane. Yeah. Starting we with. We want to talk about absolutely. the things that mean a lot to us. We're all just trying to figure it out together. So it's kind of nice that if you are figuring out together and you and I are just talking to ourselves, you know? <laughs> Correct. I know, right? Yeah, I like it, seems it a like- lot. That is nice. But this this actually, the first piece of feedback that we got it was really the longest piece of feedback I believe we have ever gotten or anyone. I don't even know if this has actually ever happened. I mean, I'm sure it's happened in some, you know, time. But again, we are a big high five and hello shout out to Rob Greenlee, who is the head of content over at Spreaker. And what he did, because we mentioned him in the last episode and we talked about how he kind of featured his in his Spreaker live episode. And he, you know, you, he put a little bit of our conversation in there and he he clarified some things that we were talking about on episode 83. But then on episode 84, after we were finishing up and wrapping up, Jessica basically said, hey, guys, give us some feedback. And he kind of named some names, but he basically let everybody do it. And Rob kind of went out of his way and totally he created an entire episode yeah. about our episode. I'm super flattered. <laughs> like Once again, making me feel smart. And so thank you. Not that I'm not smart, but just it's, you know, again, when it's always a shot in the dark, like, and because none of us have experience with the advertising thing and the podcasting space, like, I know what I'm talking about. I know that I know what I'm talking about, but it's nice to know I can apply it correctly, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, no, it, it, uh, that is totally correct. Thing. I'm not I, trying to undervalue myself like a women, you know, I just, yeah, yeah. I guess I did do it. I just caught myself doing it. But the point is, it's nice to know that he makes me feel like I, I know what I'm talking about, which I appreciate. So thank you're you. smart. Yeah. You're smart. You hit home. You, you you resonated with a lot of people out there with a lot of the things that you said. So Rob created this episode. It's called, you know, at least the tweet that he put out, Podcasting Metrics, War of Words with Public Radio, yeah. Elsie and Jessica of She Podcasts. <laughs> I mean, I hope and that's so all it, was- it is is a war of words and nothing else, right? Yeah, but but I think you you know that there's a lot of conversations. It, it, I mean, I think you and I, I think we verbalized a lot of the sentiment that was out there, particularly from the perspective of the everyday type of podcaster. You know, the, the those of us that know enough but don't know all, and feel like is this really important? Does it does this really matter? And plus there are other bits and pieces that are a little bit more intricate and a little bit more data driven and a little bit more experience based, right? That we don't really have because we don't really haven't really worked in the analytics and the data aspect of things. And Rob did a really great job because he really broke down all of our arguments, right? Or or comments, commentary between both of ourselves. And then he just kind of added a third voice, which is kind of crazy because it seemed like he was in a podcast episode with us. It's like he was a guest. Yes. <laughs> well, I loved it. It. it was like kind of Yes. Neat. In fact, so we, it, I wish he was a guest. <laughs> it would be so I know. fun if we took guests. We should have him for sure. 
So it was really awesome. And uh, so you guys definitely need to check this out. I tweeted this out from the She Podcast uh, page as well as my own. It was a really a fantastic episode. Thank you, Rob Greenlee, for for that. That really meant a lot to us. And it also clarified a lot. And I feel that it's, it's it was a real asset to the community for everybody to, to listen to all of these different point of views. Um, then we had a little bit of feedback that came through email from Margaret Kelso. Mm-hmm. And she said, do you want to go ahead and read, Jess? Yeah. Thank you, for th- Margaret, for sending this in. She wrote, Elsie and Jess, I've enjoyed all your episodes. I think you offered particularly great insights to the whole podcasting community in episode 83. I appreciated Elsie's honesty and ability to dig into her feelings. I was happy to hear Jessica offer to be a peacemaker between independent and pro podcasters. Here's what I heard. Independent podcasters are angry because they want recognition and respect from the pros and they're feel they are fearful that the pros will eat their lunch. Here's what I think. The independents and the pros have different shows. Maybe they share audiences, maybe not. In terms of intimacy, personal contact, developing a community, and appealing to niche interests, the pros can't really compete with the independents. What the pros have, excellent sound, name recognition, team of support, structure, understanding of mass market. All that the independents can learn or develop. But perhaps there are too many independents trying to support themselves or make a killing by podcasting. Hello. Very insightful. I've been listening to podcasts for years, <laughs> making one for over a year, but I had no idea until recently there were so many podcasts about podcasts. They offer great information, information I need, I wish I had when I started. Although that market may grow, probably not as fast as it has in the past, unless podcasts about podcasts can offer something new, fresh, and targeted like She Podcasts does. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know two dozen things I need to do to make my podcast just good, much less excellent. But even when I get there with your help, I'll never be able to support myself or compete with Terry Gross. And that's okay as long as I'm enjoying the process. Margaret Kelso from Teaching Your Brain to Knit. TeachingYourBrainToKnit.com. Thank you so much, Margaret. First of all, for the flattery. Always good for the ego. And then <laughs> um, I appreciate you saying that. I mean, there are a lot of podcasts about podcasts. I don't know that they all offer something new and unique. But I think that if you take it just out of that niche and apply it to all podcasts, that applies. Comedy, business. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of a lot. And they don't. there aren't all unique. And they are new and different and useful. So it's hard. Yeah, it is hard. And I do, you know, that there was... I think that there is a part of us, and, and you'll hear some more feedback uh, as we go through, that there is, there seems to be a little bit more of a perceived divide between us and them. And I really, I really, really don't think that it happened because, and I may be wrong, so please, uh, Jessica, please let me know if I am. But I feel that at the beginning, I didn't feel that at all. I felt like I was part of it all. I felt that all of us, all podcasters, whether they were pro casters or NPR folks or whatever, we were all sort of doing kind of the same thing, especially when we're doing our creating our content. And I feel that it's been in the past few months that I have seen radio come in and the radio folks and the public radio folks and basically say, and kind of stake their claim and then say, we are doing this. And there is a sense of dismissal. And that's what's been hurtful. It hasn't been uh, and it's not even a recognition like, hey, you guys are doing a good job. It's really simply a recognition that we're in the room. Like, I don't even need you to tell me I'm awesome. I need you to just look at me in the eye and recognize that I'm also part of the space. Because there, it feels like there's been a, oh, a complete dismissal. Like, you do not exist. So... 
that's been my my feeling. And I feel the separation came from, it was instigated from that side. And that's my my sense of it. It's hard because so. having come into podcasting so much later, I've always felt a divide. Hmm. Like you started when everyone started. But for me, Nerdist, Corolla Digital... Adam Curry, like comedy podcast, you know, there's been always tons of people who have been eating my lunch from the beginning. And so I haven't really always felt like I'm on the same playing field with everybody else. So I guess I'm not as sensitive to it as you might be with your comrades, the podcasting comrades, you know, the older podcasters, because I've always been competing with networks. I've always been competing with people who promote one another and not me. Always. I've Hmm. never had an equal playing field. So I'm already used to the fact that that's not going to happen. And one more conglomerate doesn't really bother me as much because, again, just like Corolla Digital, I don't do what he does. I don't do what these people do either. So I guess it doesn't bother me. Now, again, last time I, you know, I admitted that, you know, I looked through the document and I did find areas where they were like, we'd like to encourage all podcasters to go along with our plan. And right. then we, and then I, I noticed that it did say like, and we want all feedback and we welcome anyone to come and talk to us about whether or not it's right or wrong. And then you told me a couple of days later, they're not open to feedback and they're not listening to what's right or wrong. Well, it seems so are they like, or not? You know, and like, then I and would it, like for and, us to stop talking to each other. And I was like, we got to, let's give them feedback. But you said maybe it's already yeah. happened and it's not working. I think that the, that conversation is ongoing. I do have to say that it seems like there is a conversation going on it's probably not a fast conversation it's not like you know hey let's all solve it in a year yeah um and i think that it's it's slow ongoing it seems like there has been a sense of recognition that perhaps this might have not been the best way to put things so it it keeps on moving you know it it goes back and forth so hopefully there will be something that that changes and something that rob really was awesome about in the episode that I want you guys to listen that Rob Greenlee that he put out was that he really broke down measurement and he did mention that there really isn't a unified way to measure just like what you were talking about Jess that there really isn't a way to measure a lot of this content because there are some people that have been and have made um, I guess agreements with one another where this is the optimal way to measure download numbers, and then the newer players in the industry. And I'm not talking about public radio, but like uh, people like the newer hosts, like SoundCloud or you know something like that, that have just started into the into the space. They also have their own way of doing things. So. And nobody's really kind of talking to each other. So you're, so you're right. It's like everybody measures stuff differently and you can't really know what everything is. So we're just trying to get to a place where people know that when you say a download or when you say a listen or whatever, it means X. Mm-hmm. So that we can at least start from that perspective. And the issue is also that, you know, there some of these companies perhaps don't have the you know, resources at this moment to really put into their back end a way to implement what's necessary to really give you accurate data. So it would really take a lot in terms of infrastructure and implementation from individual companies, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, there was also another conversation about joining the IAB, and it was really interesting because I do believe that anybody really can, but you you know the lowest amount that it takes, I think it's ten thousand dollars to join the IAB. That's like the lowest amount of money that it takes to participate in the conversation. I know. So it's kind of weird because it's like it's open, but really who uh, – and then they start to go through, you know, the more money the company makes, the more money you have to pay to be part of it. And so it's – there's just like all of this information that's a little bit kind of a, a, a beyond us, you know, like that doesn't really matter. And I don't think that even if we did have $10,000 lying around for She Podcast, do you think that joining the IAB would be like top on our list? I mean, would would that even be on the table if we had ten thousand dollars to invest or to on our business that that was like totally free? Like this was like it was just there. Like that, let's say that was just profit. Would we grab that ten grand and join? I mean, you'd have to sell it to me. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'd have to <laughs> yeah, really like be I- convinced that it was the best investment of that money, and like not me going on vacation. Yeah, me t- exactly, right? I think it would we would benefit as a business more if we went on vacation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if we stopped we totally doing would. This. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, oh you'd have to really sell me. I, like I'm fine with the IAB making standards for me. Okay. Yeah. I'll follow I'm them. Cool. I'm not bothered. Yeah. I don't care. Make my standards. I'll follow whatever. I, I just like I don't want to join the Supreme Court. Just make the rules. Like I'll vote if I have to. But mostly I don't feel like I have much choice anyway. So whatever. Make the rules. I'll follow them. I don't care. You're not. So far, I don't feel. um, What's the word? Oppressed. Right. Neither do I. By the IAB. Totally. And I follow their standards and I teach their standards in my sponsor. I mean, a lot of their standards are what's in my sponsorship course about advertising, Mm -hmm. about online advertising. So they've yet to disappoint me in 20 years. So I'm good. We're good. It's why cool. do I care if they join the IAB? What, I mean, sell me on that. Like, is there a reason why I would care that someone else was there and not me? I don't think so. Okay, great. I think that those people that joined should possibly be there because it matters that much to them. Who? Right? Like who you can't tell me? I, I, I don't know, dude. I don't have a list. Okay. But there's, you know, I, I yeah, I can't tell you. I mean, not, not because I can't tell you. Oh, I can't tell you. It's just, I just don't know. Yeah, I don't have a list. Okay, but what I'm saying is that you know it does take a little bit more. So anyway, um, but moving on to a little bit more feedback, uh, is it about this? No, this is about our. Uh, this is about the same episode. This is episode 84, which is the one that Rob Greenley did that episode on, and this is our first voice voicemail feedback for the episode. So this is Steve Stewart. Steve Stewart, take it away. Jessica, Elsie, it's Steve Stewart from SteveStewart.me home of No Debt, No Credit, No Problems, the podcast that I launched a couple months ago. Hey, I wanted to call because, uh, well, first of all, I should probably tell you, I'm recording this on Boss Jock. Yes, I am hands-free. I'm just talking into the uh, the microphone on my on my Apple earbuds, but uh, basically hands-free, and it's on Boss Jock. I'm going to upload this to uh, Dropbox, and then I'll just send it over your way. So I love Boss Jock. I mean, you can do all kinds of stuff like this. I mean, cool. How, how is that not cool? Oh, I'm supposed to be hands-free. Sorry, I just reached over to the <laughs> to the little stand that my phone has propped up on and I hit a button. Uh, yeah, Boss Jock is very cool. There, there's your commercial. Okay, anyway, I'm calling uh, to comment about something that Jessica said in the most recent episode. Audio on Demanders Unite! And Jessica, at the very end, you were talking about how NPR and WNYC and all those overproduced shows should just 
go to a section all their own, and, and you know, we can have uh, the grassrooters, I think you call this, we can have our own section. Well, I, I would not want that. I would not want that to happen for, for one main reason. Um, you know, if we segregate them from us, one, well, no, there's two reasons. One, if we segregate the two different entities, it's just, it's not good for podcasting in general. Yes, they do it different than us. Yes, they want to measure it different than us. But, you know, if we take that segregation seriously, and it could possibly happen, then I think a lot of grassrooters are going to lose out. And here's why. Uh, the second reason is if the NPRs, the NYCs, the Gimlet Medias, you know, all those those really well-produced shows, if they do go somewhere else, they, they evacuate iTunes. Maybe they uh, create their own platform. I, I'm envisioning something like a Stitcher radio. You know, they've got an app. They've got it online. And all those overproduced shows go to that platform. Then a lot of people are going to go to that platform. And if they start using that platform, and the only thing on that platform are these, you know, public radio and, uh, you know, those types of shows, what's going to make somebody stop listening or using that app or that service to then go back to iTunes, you know, the podcast app, or Stitcher, or TuneIn, or whatever. So I think if we segregate, then the grassrooters are going to miss out. We are going to lose out because, you know, you think about it, I, I, I love Freakonomics. Freakonomics is a great podcast. And I'd hate to lose that in my playlist because it's really cool to be listening to something like uh, the brand new you, uh, brand new you show by Ryan Roten, and then Freakonomics comes on, and then the very next show is School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. You know, I'd hate I'd hate for, for you know Freakonomics to go somewhere else, and I, I really would hate having to use two different apps or two different services to try and consume that content. I want it all in one place. So I would not ask for that. I would not ask for segregation of us versus them. Let's all play in the same pool nicely. Can't we all just get along? You know, let's just, you know, it's, it's just like the title of your last show. Audio on demanders. Let's just unite, shall we? Thank you. Again, he has a new podcast, No Debt, No Credit, No Problems, and you can find him over at stevestewart.me. Okay, go, Jess, go. For the record, I was just joking about them yes. being separate. I don't yeah. really want them to have their own separate, I mean, channel or category, maybe, but I don't need yeah. them to somewhere other than iTunes. That was just a joke because I, I mean, I recognize the fact that the better they do, the better I do. The more people listen to Serial, the more people will find us. That's normal. I mean, because they have like a here's more like this at the bottom of the iTunes page, and I'm cool with that. So I agree with you that I think we all should get along and that we all benefit from one another. And I, I hope that soon there's less of like an us and them feeling because I don't necessarily feel that, but I may be straddling the fence more than other people. Yeah, I think that like um, you, Elsie, you don't straddle the fence like me. No, because I was just thinking, what, what, oh, my gosh, what was I reading? Just oh, right. Okay. So I was reading Hot Pod, Nick Qua's newsletter. I was like scrolling through it. And then he, now he's added this like section where it's got classifieds. And it has all these little, this little baby classified section of, you know, jobs or things that come up, I guess, that people might be interested in. 
And I looked at those things and I was like, that is something that I would never want to do. Like, I now know, like I felt it in my belly that I don't want to particularly work for public radio. No? I think that I would work for public, if I were to work for public radio, it would be incredibly niched out a branch that is specifically podcast community related, like not podcast production to repurpose content or even to create content necessarily, but to really, really use podcasting and, and community in podcasting. What has already been set up? Like I would, I would like to help, you know, public radio understand what podcasting truly is and the potential behind it, which I don't think that they know. So that's how I would work. But I would not work in the capacity of stepping into the system that already exists. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not interested in that. Makes sense at to all. me. But anyway, bonus. How about how amazing is it that we got a commercial for Boss Jock? In the I know, of Steve. Thank you. I know <laughs> you really made our job easy this week on the whole. Yes, you did. Uh, so there you have it. That you had so heard him. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for that. It is helpful always when you guys. He did that feedback as he said on Boss Jock, and it was super awesome. Yes. So thank you. That was great. Fantastic. And then, um, and, and to, you know, to just pull it all together, he said, let's all unite, shall we? I agree. Of course. I'm happy. I'm happy to unite. I'm all cool. I'm, I'm good with it. <laughs> love one another. Love. All right. Here's another piece of feedback. Uh, this one is email. Hello, Jessica and Elsie. I just finished listening to episode 83 and I enjoyed what I heard. I just this year began listening to She Podcast, having come to it through Elsie on the feed. And I'm sorry I hadn't discovered this podcast sooner. Your comments, suggestions, and insights are specific and useful, not the kind of general, vague, entrepreneurial-tinged inspiration crap that I hear on a lot of a podcast-related podcast. I love it. We totally need to use that in our some kind of page. Yeah. What was like as an about about us page? It's written down, right? Not. It's written down. You can copy and paste that. That's awesome. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> He says, I have, that's perfect. I have little time and little patience for broad brush inspirational pep talks in my listening world. You guys discuss things that can directly help podcasters and I appreciate that. Keep that up. Okay. I was especially taken by Jessica's public ra radio rant on episode 83. See, you're, people are taken with your rants, Jess. I know. Rant away, my I friend. Love it. I feel the same way about corporate-driven podcasts, the NPR and, and WNYC and the like variety, and it's a topic that gets in my craw. I agree with you completely, and the unfortunate divide between the radio-driven podcasts, that's what most are, after all, radio turned shows turned into podcasts, and what the rest of us are doing in our homes and small businesses, DIYers without the financial and institutional backing to drive our efforts. Your metaphor of handmade jewelry was spot on. Mm. I love the rant, and even better, I appreciated the passion behind Thanks. it. Thanks. Yes, isn't that it cool? Is. So his show is called The Comics Alternative, uh, Derek Royal. Uh, two guys with PhDs talking about comments. Uh, and he comics. has to be on, which is so nice. And I have so little to say about that. Yeah. I wish I had more. We totally suck up with that. No, yeah, I, I sent him my brother, which he would be great. Yeah, as anybody um, but, but you me, can really. find these totally. <laughs> Although I was so happy. Comicsalternative.com. Comicsalternative.com. And you can find these um, guys over at two guys with PhDs on Twitter. So uh, thank you, Derek. That really means a lot. Yeah. And I'm happy Jess is getting, I'm glad that she rants. You are really? I when am. I, my rants are pathetic. But when I get started, last like, rant oh, that I have, I may as well go to the bathroom. <laughs> Isn't there any part of you that's just like, God help us. 
No, not at all. Because it's like, I think that you often say what a lot of people want to say. Like there were some times when, you know, Rob was talking in between us um, and he was giving a real analytical, logical, calm response about an issue Mm -hmm. where you're like, oh, that totally makes sense. But then then he brought you back on again. And it was really, you basically just said what everybody's thinking in their minds and it comes out of your mouth. And so you go, yeah. Yeah. Would it shock you <laughs> exactly. to know that this isn't the first time I've heard that I do that? Do you know how many times in my life at parties in college or in high school, people were like, you know what? Like you, you say what everyone else is thinking. <laughs> well, that's kind of an, a gift because I can't. I mean, Sometimes you do. But yeah, I guess so. I guess it is a gift. I just don't. I mean, I can say it, but not in the way that we're thinking it. Because there's a lot of times when you're like, oh my God, that totally sucks. Like the words, the words that you're using in your own head are not the words most of us use when they come out of our mouths. Well, because most people try to be polite. That's the problem. Like you, for example. (laughs) Yes, I do. I do try. I wasn't really trying to be polite. But I appreciate when people say that to me because it's flattering. It's flattering. So thank you. It's good. And it's good. So keep at it. And, you know, you've you've heard our conversation already about about that uh, conversation of the divide. And hopefully that lessens a little bit and it doesn't feel so bad. And I will also do my best to do this. And I implore most of us that are feeling this divide because of, you know, that we're not recognized or whatever to be able to maybe soften that and stay open, even though it really kind of kills me in a little way to say that to be like the bigger person and just why allow the conversation to happen and uh, move from where it is. What? What did you say? Why does it kill you? Well, because there's a part of me that just wants to be like, screw them. You want to rage against screw the dying you. of the light? Is that what it is? Is it? Possibly. I'm not making I fun of know. you. I'm just saying I, I don't have enough energy for that. Yeah. And like, there's a part of me that does get kind of really riled up and a- angry about it. And I just feel that that's not helpful. I feel that 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 anger could be challenged in another way, in in a, in a more conducive way, in a way that is more connecting and less divisive. That's it. So I, mean, I have to I check like myself. Is this going to create? I'm not gonna. You what? I like that side of you. It just sounds oh, like a lot more of more divisive. Yeah. Oh, it sounds like a lot of work, though. <laughs> it is. It is a lot of work. It sounds like a lot but, of energy. I didn't know you had that much. But now we're going to get into something that I think that you do want to kind of chat about a little bit here, which is the main chunk of our content because Jessica has been growing our Twitter. Oh, um, (laughs) that's right. I do. I definitely want. Yes. So Jessica has been, you know, growing our stuff on Twitter. So she's done been doing all kinds of stuff. And and she has mentioned this in the past on the episode. If you guys have been listening, she she has offhanded comments where she said, well, I'm going to try to grow our, like, this is something she said when we've been planning and things like that. And so she did, she actually has. And so what's been happening to my uh, iPhone and to my computer, because, you know, social media (laughs) is basically my business. It is my business. So I am aware of DMs and I'm aware of at replies. Let's say, let's go ahead and say painfully aware, shall we? She's painfully well, aware of DMs. I am painfully aware of it because it, it's part of my job. And it didn't right? occur it, to me that yeah. that would happen. I'll just say that. Okay. So now let's clear up what's been happening. So there is an influx, a, a barrage, a, I don't even know what word to say, uh, a tsunami. I like influx. All right. Tsunami. That's fair. Influx. A tsunami of DMs to our She Podcast account that 
I think I'm going to Snapchat it. Oh, well, it's going to be gone. Nobody's going to see it. I haven't even been paying attention. That's what's so funny is that every single one makes Elsie have a new wrinkle. And meanwhile, I'm just like, that's yes. nice. Whatever. Like, I don't even care. I'm not paying attention. I don't oh. respond back. Like, nothing in me notices those. Okay. You know why it notices? Because I have ways that I know. Like, okay. So I come on my computer and I have the Twitter app in- installed on my computer, right? That's that's how I kind of manage. I, I manage by the basic Twitter app. That's how I manage social media. Mm-hmm. My social media and other people's social media that I work for or with or support at any time. It's easy. I like it. It's light. So at the top menu, you know, in the menu bar, like right at the top of the Mac, there's a little Twitter bird. And this little Twitter bird is black when there are no notifications. And that means that I have done my job. I've responded to everybody and all that kind of stuff because it's imperative for me to respond to people in a very timely fashion for Libsyn. That's just something that I put on myself. Nobody else has told me this. So, and that little bird turns blue every time that I get a at reply or a DM. And then on, you know, the little Twitter app, then it has little buttons. Like if you have like a little extra dot alongside your uh, avatar, there's a little blue dot that goes right at next to it. And that also tells me that there is an at reply that I need to check out at least. And as of late, I've never made that little Twitter bird go black. It stayed blue all the time. And it's annoying me the hell out because I sit there and I'm like, who have I not replied to? Who have? Oh, and then I look and it's a damn DM. Thanks for following us. Want more? Or have you listened to our podcast and I'm just about to punch people in the face? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. I'm really sorry. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. It's just out of control. I know. And, um, yeah. <sighs> I, and I don't mind, like, the little simple ones, like this one. I'm going to read it's this one. This is pretty simple, and I really don't mind this one. This one's really great. Many thanks for following me and nice to meet you. I'm looking forward to many great conversations. Make it a wonderful day. Like, I don't mind that. That's cool. Is it? That's super awesome. It you. Yeah, that's, that, I don't really mind it. I can get rid of it pretty quickly. It didn't really bother me at all. So here's okay. one that does bother me. And I am ch- ch- shouting out some names. This is from Adam Ray. Oh. Hey, it's Adam Ray. Oh Rate and subscribe to my podcast about last night. Link. You don't like that. No. Damn you, Adam. Well, let me go and unfollow Holy him right now. cats. Let me unfollow him. Seriously. And then there's the sad ones. And I'm sorry. On, you guys, if, if some of you guys are listening. I need to unfollow these people as she's talking. It's too funny. Okay. That's and listen, real. and I'm sorry. Let me just tell you, if I call some of you guys out, I'm sorry. But I. But not enough to not I guess, do it. <laughs> but not enough to not do it. Yeah, because there are some things that I feel, yeah, it's kind of like I'm, I want to step into your party and you're asking me to do things that I would never in a million years do. I'm just getting to know you. So here's one. Aw, I appreciate the follow. I recently had to take a long break from streaming on Twitch because of military duty. Any chance you can reach out to your followers to help me rebuild a following? No. Yeah, that's the that's a that's a idea. So, um, and I was like, we just met, we just met. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm serious. All of these things. So there's like, okay. So here's another one. Just wanted to say thanks for checking out the show. What? 
If you dig it and want to help, drop us a review on iTunes. You don't like that? Well, no, because I'm just getting to know you. I haven't listened to your, like, I could understand if it was a listener, like, you have to know who who you're DMing with this stuff. Don't you think? I mean, it's, I don't know. Wait, I gotta find the one that's sad. Oh, the Spartan show. Yeah. That is sad. It is sad. And it makes, and it's just like, but then I'm like, why would I do it? Uh, there's funny ones though. There's a funny one. This is a funny one and it's kind of cute. And I don't mind this. You seem pretty cool. Maybe you'll like my stand-up. If you don't, then uh, I've made a terrible mistake and I apologize. <laughs> that is funny. That's cute. Yeah. That's cute. That's like not, you know, that's not. Hey, funny. thanks for the follow. Do you want my free report? <laughs> no, gay cock in on your head, which is Yiddish for go shit, <laughs> by the way. I'm getting rid of that. You know. Oh my gosh. Okay. So... The other side of this is that I'm trying to grow our Twitter following. I went into Manage Flitter, and in Manage Flitter, you can choose follow, which I did, and then you choose enter. You can either enter a username to copy from, follow by username, or you can do a search for a word in a bio. So I did a search for podcast. And then this first time around, I decided to choose podcasters that had around five to 10,000 followers. And so it makes sense to me that these people would have a lot of DMs because they're working really hard to push their show. They're marketing smarties, right? Otherwise, they wouldn't have it. such big followings. Not even that big, but just big followings. So it makes sense to me that why and how they're doing that. It's just funny because... I purposely didn't choose like the Mark Marins and the Adam Carollas because I knew I would just be unfollowing them within like a week because they're never going to follow us back. But like I wanted people that would follow us back, but yet still engage and interact. And they are, but just not to Elsie's liking yet. I still think they well, will. I'm, and I am doing it from fantasy. Okay, so here's another one. And this is kind of like sort of on, it's kind of truthful, so kind angry. of sort of. Okay, just very quickly. Thank you for the follow and do get in touch. We're a comedy podcast that releases a show each Thursday. We ask people to write in with funny and practical ideas to heal each week's topic. Crikey. Never thought I'd succumb to an auto DM. If it's irritated you, do let us know. It's a 70 to 30 split in our favor of the moment. That's a good one. And Carol Sanic was a good one. Yeah, well, Carol, yeah, Carol Sanic was a good one. Yeah, she was. Because she actually did reach out to Thank you, but it is sent from the heart. So please don't just trash me because my wings are fragile. I'm here to connect with wonderful people. Say hello. That's nice. That's so nice. That's nice. I know. But see, there are people who do it like that that are nice. It's just it seems like, hey, great to connect with you. I invite you to join my Facebook community fighting child abuse. Okay. Hope to see you. And and you know what? I get it that we all want to market. And that's part of, you know, that's actually something that I mentioned in the article that we did for or that I did for Next Pittsburgh, you know, that I was mentioned in. And I said, we have, as women, sometimes a harder time promoting ourselves, right? We need to. Yeah. But I feel that maybe Carol did a, a wonderful thing. You know, she totally did. We had, I like it when she said it that way. And I know that there's, um, Kelly Long also has, an auto, uh, an auto DM that she feels has been working for her, you know, that people do respond to her and she feels like, Oh, you know, I didn't know so many people had such a 
response because I kind of tell you, I asked in the She Podcast group and I asked over in the podcast group over at for podcast movement, like for people to just let me know what their feelings are around automatic DMs. You know, like I, I didn't sway people's opinions. I, I really just wanted to know why we were getting so many. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the I would say 99.999% was a, a deep loathing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Loathe. It wasn't like, eh, it was like, no. So there were just a couple of people that posted that, um, you know, they were having good success. And it's really more about engaging. And I did write some of these down. Now, what was really interesting to me was one from, uh, not uh, the response from Sarah Williams. Uh, she, she says, I used to like them as I would use them as a way to sort out the real followers. Now here, there's something else, Jess, because I hadn't counted the other side of things. Mm-hmm. I would use them as, as a way to sort out the real followers. If anyone replied to the DM, probably new people to Twitter who don't know it's a DM, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would always reply back and use them to engage people and to start conversation. But I think the more experience you get with Twitter, the more you start to hate them. So although I was for them when I started Twitter in January, I now I don't use them. So you know, there's also the side of things where people are like us trying to grow to the Twitter and we're just following people, but we're not really, we're just following people. Mm-hmm. We're not following them because we want that. Those person. are the people that I'm trying to get rid of. So then I go back in though, once this has gone on for about a week, I follow all these people, whoever doesn't follow us back, whoever doesn't speak English, whoever is inactive, whoever has more of a spam account, I get rid of those people. So it's true that before we had more of an account where we knew everybody we were following and we can still go back yes. to that. I can, I'm happy to go back to that. It's just that this is a way I know of growing our Twitter following. How else is there to do it? Totally. Just to be on Twitter all the time and meet people. It's hard. It takes too much time for it me. It is hard. And I, I don't mind you going through the product. It's, I'm not, I'm actually not complaining okay. about it. I'm, what I'm complaining about is the, the, automatic dms that suck i know and it really so this rant wasn't necessarily it wasn't necessarily for me to go off on automatic dms it was really more of a plea for people to use them wisely to start to question what response you're getting because i thought maybe there's something i I really thought like well am i the only one that really truly hates this and in no way, like I have not gotten one DM where I've wanted to engage. In fact, actually, I did engage with this one guy. I forgot what he, I have to see what he wrote. But it's really t- challenging when somebody follows you like like this guy. Okay, he said, Elsie and Jess, thank you for the follow. Do you want my free report, Nine Common Mistakes Investors Make with Self-Directed IRAs? And I'm like, no, that's not, I don't want your report. <laughs> so like, I don't think that's helpful. No, it's not. Is it right? Right. So, I mean, I want I want to be able to like get a DM from somebody and just and go back and like answer back. I think I asked. Oh, there's one who wrote, "Hi, Elsie. Thanks for the follow." I don't know why they're saying Elsie because maybe it's just because they see Elsie and Jess and they don't realize that there's two people. But hi, Elsie. Thanks for the follow. I'm building Plugio, a free Twitter and Facebook manager. Search for it in Google. Eh, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't know he was doing that. Thanks. I said thanks to him. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, right? 
And then there's another guy who actually RT'd us, and he said, hey, do you listen to my podcast? Yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that. Oh, that's what it is. He said, hey, Elsie and Jess, thanks for the follow. Male podcaster here. Have you checked out the show? And I kind of don't want to put myself in that position. Like, I don't want to, you know, if I'm reaching out to somebody, I can't just be like, hey, so-and-so, have you listened to She Podcasts? Have you listened to my show? It's just like, what? I would rather them discover it on their own. Yeah. Right? So anyway, that's my, but but I kind of want to uh, also highlight when it can work. Um, this is, uh, Meredith Hartley wrote this, and I just thought, oh, this is great. So I was, I was actually looking for positive ways, really curious ways, really um, smart ways to do what we all want, which is to engage and to grow our audience. So she said, uh, nope, 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 with an extra shot of nope sauce. Um, I've only seen it work once. I have one client who sends an auto DM from their corporate account that says something like, hey, thanks for the follow. This is our corporate account run by our marketing team. If you want to reach out to our owner directly, his handle is at whatever. And they only did that because a lot of the IT architects who follow them really want to communicate directly with the owner, a big name in their small, in their very small and specialized industry. It's not about the company wanting to fake engagement. They know their audience needs and the DM directly addresses those needs in a way that adds value. I mean, I'll just say that if you ignore them, they're not as annoying. Well, no, because I can't, because that means that I have to set any notifications off mm-hmm which makes me not engage with people who are actually DMing me that require a response. Mm. So, you know, that's what really bothers me because that I have communicated with like with make the making dad guys, they've DM'd us a few times. What's wrong with that? Yeah, I've had, you know, fine. Danny Pena DMs me a lot. Mm. Um, we correspond back and forth via Twitter. There's been a, a couple of other people who have been, uh, you know, because now Twitter does not stop you at 140 characters. So you could basically like write a lot. And it's really great. It's like another way to chat with somebody. And I like that. I would hate for me to be missing important correspondings or questions from somebody because I had turned off notifications. Yeah, true. So that, or it's a little too late. Like I missed something because I didn't, I didn't see that. So that's what's a little bit bothersome about some of this stuff. I mean, so anyway, that's true. But you know, if there are faster or better ways to grow, it's like a, to me, it's like a temporary inconvenience because eventually you get to a point where you don't need to do this anymore because you've reached a level yeah. where it grows faster, more organically. I'm just trying to instigate a push, if that makes sense. I get it. And I think that it's great. I think this conversation is really all about let's us as a podcaster community look at our automatic DM strategy. And really ask yourself, what is it that you want? Because if it's more subscribers or more podcast reviews or more downloads to your podcast, sending somebody an automatic DM to subscribe and rate your show is not the way to do it. Yeah, I can tell you that for sure. Probably not going to work. Right. So that's all I'm saying. It's like I saw so many – it felt – like desperation to me mm. to to feel and to see so many podcasters hey have you seen my show have you rate and review my show rate and review 
And in my, it's good. That's what they're being taught. It's Elsie. this desperation. We're being taught to ask to write and review everything. We are being taught to ask. That's what we're exactly. Being but I don't think that this is the right place. Yeah. <laughs> to do it. It's like ask right now. Like this is a, you know what the right place is right now. Our audience. Hey guys, we got a, a lovely review. Actually, we did get a lovely review that just came into our email box, and it was very very sweet. And we do we get a lot of of reviews? No. In fact, we would get maybe one or two a month, if that, mm-hmm. and that is okay. So the people that I feel can really impact and and really reflect our audience are you guys that are listening to right now. So you guys can go ahead if you, you know, if your guys are in there and you want to leave us a review or then this show has in some way, you know, you glean some wisdom or insight into podcasting and you kind of really dig it, it would be awesome if you guys went into iTunes and put it in there. That's great. But not, you know, I think that that's the people that we need to ask is our audience. And you asked last time before we close the show, you asked. Yeah. And I think because you asked, we got one. And and I'm not, and you know, and it's like one is, in, it's important. It's hard to do these things. I just don't feel, I think it's off-putting to ask that right off the get-go. I think it would be maybe um, informing people like that one guy that said, hey, I've been working on that plugin for Facebook, blah, blah. If you want to check it out, you can Google it or here's the link. I think that's cool because they're, that's a specific thing that they're working on mm-hmm. that would be helpful to somebody. I was intrigued. But to ask somebody to immediately purchase something or buy something or here's my free report, I kind of, that's a little bit off-putting, I think. Yeah. What would make you comfortable? Something like Carol's? Something like Carol's or even like something totally hilarious, like like your, the stuff that you put on for like even our Patreon page <laughs> or the stuff that you put on when you, you know, with our, um, you know, the kind of, of off the cuff, like super cool stuff that Jessica comes up with, like the 101 webinar that we did in those sales pages at the end. They were just so great. They make you feel like they make me feel great about selling ourselves. That's what that makes me feel like. It makes me feel awesome to speak from a place that feels so good. That's, That's what, what I was kind I of like. thinking is like, would it hurt if we did the DM for the 101? Like, hey, we have this 101 course. Don't know where you are with your podcast. I, I kind of like- do because there's a lot of people. If we're, you know, aiming to grow our, it would it would be incredibly targeted. And and there's somebody who actually mentioned that here. Hold on, I, that's actually a good point. If I'm already following show. podcasters, they don't need our 101 course. Yeah, that's like it just seemed like it would be a little bit different. But but and then and then also podcasters have a direct visceral response to any kind of marketing coming at them. So I <laughs> think that true. people would definitely respond better to like, Hey, high five. Thanks for the follow, dude. It's so hard to grow your Twitter list. Isn't it? Uh, Something like that. Like say hi, whenever you need some, if you never need anything, give us a shout out or something. Yeah. I mean, that's a little less. You're right here. Check this out. You're right. I don't, don't like this, but this is Dr. Mao. So he said, these are something, this, this is from um, uh, the podcast movement page. And he's got some kind of key, like how to Twitter things. Don't use free services that add, for example, the little dash via gain followers or the dash, you know, I think there's like crowd fire or something like that in the end of the message. Don't do that. Number two, don't write thank you for following us. 
make questions instead. Like, hey, I was wondering, what did you think of this week's guest? Although that is annoying too, because I'd be like, dude, I don't listen to your podcast, you moron. (laughs) Anyway, uh, but you could ask a question like, hey, how's your day going? Or like, what's your favorite, what's your favorite dessert? You know, like something super silly that everybody has a a favorite of something Mm -hmm. that isn't related to selling. I understand that people hate them when they are stupid and have in the end something like get followers, it is hateful. I also get mad on them, at them, I assume. But on the other hand, I managed to get a good number of listeners and active followers doing that. I spent some money in proper tools, crafted good first interaction messages, not welcome messages, and got many things for finding people on Twitter. Uh, Note that some services allow you to have many different first messages, then randomly chooses which to send each time. Also note that many people still don't like this. However, I would continue doing that if I needed it. I did not have an A-B test to see if it is indeed effective on the number of listeners it acquired. But I can say that my Twitter had way more thanks for finding me great podcast when I was sending proper automated first messages. To sum up, they somewhat work, but don't expect only love, although it comes if well done. Good luck. Interesting. So. So that's like, I mean, you know, I really like that response because he really did take the time to go beyond, I hate yeah. them. <laughs> and and he really clarified when it can work. So I feel that he's right. The first response cannot be, hey, look at me. Right. Do this, do that. Because it's like, that's so not okay. Right. What would you like? So Jess, think about it. You go into a party. What would you like when you walk through the door? Like you're you're attending somebody's party, you go in the door. Like what would be like super cool? You'd be like, oh, that was awesome. Would you like somebody to offer you a drink? Do you want them to show you where do you want to sit? Do you want to show you where the food is? <laughs> do you like this music? You know, like what, like, because I think that if we start to think about that, maybe we could make a correlation between a automatic DM that is like, here's, here's the food. <laughs> yeah. Or here's a drink. Like something like that. That's no, it's like that is No, I, I liken it to like a Tupperware party or one of those like multi-level marketing type parties where they disguise it under the veil of having a good time and hang out with your girlfriends and check out the latest in A Tupperware, B candle, C home goods, D food, whatever. And rather than just be like, come in, have a seat, there's some snacks, whatever, they go, here's a catalog. Wanna buy something? <laughs> here's catalog yeah here's my catalog you totally. know what i mean so yeah. i mean so i mean like i kind of expect when i follow someone that you know you know that they're gonna have something to pedal but you don't necessarily want to be shoved a catalog in your hand the second you walk in right so that would be funny though that would be a really great automatic dm mm-hmm. what, how, what can i get for you to drink yeah <laughs> right yes so that would be cute because it'll be like, oh, here, I'll, you know, we have, we have water, we, a lot of we have some booze, pina colada, you know, like it will be really cute because that's like something that people will laugh at and engage with and, and it's really about them and it has nothing to do with you selling anything to them other than unless we happen to be a, an alcohol. Um, well, that's, I mean, we get a lot beverage. of I can't. responses about alcohol, I bet, which is fine. Yeah. But I think it would be kind of sweet, you know, something like that where it's like you just come in to a party for the mm-hmm. first time. 
what could make somebody feel good because the the thing is and then of course you you posted a screenshot of like my, my reaching out who's podcasting right now because that's the way that I engage people on on Twitter <laughs> I just all the saw time. that tweet as Elsie knows something's happening <laughs> I know and it's like and that but that's how I engage you know when people start following I tend to do that I tend to reach out I tend to ask a question I tend to you know like to engage people because if it's a bunch of podcasters what are you going to talk about yeah podcasting right. right I mean that's what you were generally tweeting out about that either like listen to my latest episode or I couldn't record uh, did, has anybody had a problem like recording this f y and s y and z or you know that kind mm -hmm. of stuff so Funny. podcasters like to talk about podcasting and why not instigate that conversation? Right. So it's funny. Anyway. Sorry I did that to you. It's all right. I, I, hey, I'm cool with it. I just made me think a lot. So if any of you guys have any ideas of what would make you not upset about getting an automatic DM from somebody and actually not just tell us like, oh, it would be really great if they just said hello, but give us some copy. Test out some ideas with us. Send them to us and maybe some funny automatic DMs that maybe we could test out for you. Right. <laughs> so, because we're up for making people laugh all the time and just to engage with us and, and have like a back and forth. So. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. Any old time, y'all. Any old time, y'all. So I think we've come to the end of our episode I can't today, Jess. It. How did this happen? You no, know? Yeah. How did this happen? But we're waiting for you to come back so that you can fill us in on the awesomeness, which was a Florida Podfest, and your stuff. So. Yeah, I'm super excited. It's going to be Yay. fun. Plus, I love traveling. Plus, it's not even that warm there, and I don't even care because it's so crappy here. I know. It's going to be nice, and I hope you get some sun. <laughs> so, Me too. Yeah. Me too. So if any of you guys have... Any feedback for us, especially feedback about our feedback or any of the conversation, please send an email over to feedback at shepodcast.com. You can send voice message using Boss Jack, just like Steve Stewart did, uh, or you can just, you know, record it on your phone. It's very easy to do it. We could totally support you and show you um, and give you a shout out on the show. It's kind of like you're a guest without being It'll a be guest. It would be great. Super awesome. It would be great. It'll be good. And thank you, Steve, for doing that. And thank you to Boss Jock, our sponsor. Thank you to Audio Editing Solutions for being an amazing editor. Thank you to yes. just in advance, even though it's behind us now. Thank you to Heather Rampola for Heather Photography, to Jessica Rhodes from Interview Connections, um, to Team Podcast, and to Audio Editing Solutions for their generous donations to help me host the She Podcast kickoff party at Podfest. So appreciate it. Thank you can if you see them, thank them for whatever we ended up giving out as a result of their sponsorship, whether it was drinks or I don't know yet because I haven't talked to her yet. But um, yes, thank you guys for all your support as always. We love you and thank you for listening. And we didn't talk that much about like public radio and stuff this time, but there's going to be more to talk about next That's time. All right. I guarantee it. There's going to be a lot more. And then Jessica gave you homework. We started last week. All right, last week's episode, you have one call to action. And as you know, we've been talking about that. So we've been trying to grow our Twitter. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and follow us on Twitter? And, uh, <laughs> and we'll follow you back as long as you don't it, DM us. Just well, kidding. we're probably going to no, be starting doing some DM testing no. ourselves. So there you have it. So uh, you guys have a lovely day. And we'll talk about, we'll talk next week. Thank you so much. Hey. Love you. Mean it. Yes. Love you. Mean it. 
Oh, <laughs> oh,